Hey guys, I am Dr. Heather Moore. Tonight we're going to go over foam rolling. We're going to answer all your questions about foam rolling. It is a great activity that needs to be done. I don't care if you work out, I don't care if you just sit at your desk. Foam rolling is something that should be incorporated every day. And we're going to go over types of foam rollers, what you should do, how you should do it, why you should do it. Um, for, the, for starters, the greatest thing about foam rolling that I like is it doesn't have to be done for a period of time. So, you know, we have a 10 minute foam rolling routine that we show you, but you can do that throughout the day. Um, you can spend, you know, a couple minutes here on one body part and then a couple minutes here on, the, on another body part. And it's really a nice way to break up your day, to break up um, sitting down after you work out to get some of that blood going to those muscles and flushing out some of the garbage that's in those muscles. So it really, I'm not someone who stretches. I don't stretch. I give stretches. I understand that. Um, but honestly, and I cannot tell you the last time I did a stretch um, outside of maybe a hip opener, I really don't take the time to do it. I find it boring. In order to get an effective stretch, you really have to hold it for a period of time. Usually the recommendation is about six times 30 second holds. Um, for each muscle group. So you wind up just not doing it effectively or you wind up missing some of it. So, you know, I get a lot of people who just say, I don't like to stretch and I am one of those people. So this is why foam rolling is so popular um, and why I recommend it. Another reason is it actually can identify problems before you ever feel pain. So I know a lot of people tell me the reason they don't foam roll is because it hurts too much. I understand that. However, if you are someone who has bought a foam roller and out sitting next to the treadmill gathering clothes, you need to break it out because the bad part is, is that if you feel pain when you're foam rolling, that's an indication that there's a muscle imbalance going on. There's something there that needs to be corrected. And if you don't correct it, you are going to suffer the consequences later. It will turn up as pain in a joint, either in your back, in your hip, or your knee, wherever you're feeling that pain. So it's something that's going to show you that there's a problem before you ever know there's a problem. So that's what I really like about it. Now, let's talk about foam rolling, different types of foam rollers, uh, myths about foam rolling. So different types of foam rollers. So next to me, I have a rumble roller. This has spikes. So I get everybody from people who have the flat foam rollers to PVC pipes to ridges, I'm going to tell you, I recommend having two foam rollers. I recommend having one like a rumble roller with spikes in it. And then I recommend having just a flat foam roller. There are going to be days that you are just way too sore. Wait, there's way too much pain to roll on something like this. When you just start out, it is really going to be painful. So you don't always want to start with this. This is kind of the gold standard of foam rolling and it's really hard to not ever foam roll and jump on this and start right away. So I recommend having a flat foam roller and a, and a, and a ridged foam roller like this. The ridged foam rollers are okay. This has its raised spikes, which actually will get into the muscle and help break up some of that tissue. So it's, it's important that you have that type of aggressiveness. Again, the ridges are good, but they're not the spikes, which are really, really good. PVC pipe, really good. But again, it doesn't have that raised surface that you need to really break up some of that muscle tissue, that you really need to correct some of those muscle imbalances. So, while there are a number of foam rollers on the market, um, you want to make sure you have one that really has some sort of spike in it, really has some sort of raised um, edges, so that way you can get in and really help 
break up that muscle, get in, into any knots, things like that. The stick. If any of you are runners and you've been to a running store, you know there is a stick and it's flat. And it has been mistaken for foam rolling for far too long. And people will do the stick right here and all over their body, thinking that's foam rolling. That's not foam rolling. The stick is not foam rolling. It is not going to do any sort of good in terms of breaking up tissue that needs to be broken up. So if you think that you are using the stick to foam roll, you are not. The stick has other benefits, but it is not used for foam rolling. So don't substitute that with a foam roll or don't take that to a race thinking you're rolling out because you're not. That's something totally different and you need to make sure that you have the proper equipment in order to foam roll and the stick is not it. Um, I'm going to tell you, talk more about this little guy later once we get into the foam roll. We are going to go through a foam rolling program so you know what you need to do, how you need to do it, things to look for, when to be concerned, um, and, you know, and things like that. So foam rolling myths. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of um, different opinions when you Google it. Um, so, you know, what is the truth and what's the reality about foam rolling? Well, there really isn't a lot of contraindications to foam roll, um, meaning, you know, there's really not a lot of times you shouldn't do it. Um, if it's extremely painful, like I said, you want to switch from this to like a flatter foam roller. Um, if you have an open wound that's bleeding, I wouldn't foam roll over it. Um, if you have a, that's a broken bone, I wouldn't foam roll over it. But I've heard things like, oh, you don't want to foam roll over joints. You don't want to foam roll this. You don't want to foam roll that. The only thing I would say you absolutely don't foam roll is your neck. The foam roller should never leave this plane only because your neck doesn't have a whole lot of support. So the, the, the foam rolling, any type of foam rolling you do should stop there. Otherwise, pretty much everything is fair game and you should be doing it up every day for about 10 minutes. And again, that 10 minutes can be 10 one minute clips. It can be 20, 30 second clips. And you don't even have to really time it. That's just kind of a generalization. When you do foam rolling, you wanna make sure that you hit all body parts. So you're foam rolling your back, you're foam rolling your legs, you're foam rolling uh, into your shoulder blades. Even if you're sedentary and you do um, you know, computer work for a living, but you don't really work out, foam rolling is something that should be a part of your life. It's going to help open up your joints. It's going to help loosen up your muscles. So really important that you, know, you understand that it's, it's fairly safe. Um, again, the, you don't want to roll over your joints. Myth out there is not correct. It's safe to roll over your joints. You just don't want it up on your neck only because your neck doesn't have a ton of support. So what else do we need to talk about before we get into our foam rolling? Um, okay, so what is the pain when you roll? What are you feeling? Why are you feeling pain? So the pain that you roll when you roll is called trigger points, which are just muscle knots. And these muscle knots come on from compensation. This is the problem with a lot of injuries that we see. They don't show up on x-ray or MRI. So we see a lot of knee pain, shoulder pain, ankle pain, where there's been no accident. You didn't fall down the steps. You didn't trip. You have no idea where this pain came from. This is the pain that we see a lot of. And it's, you know, usually in people who are active, but some can be sedentary. Um, but this just pain that comes on and you have no real explanation for it. Most of us ignore it a lot because, well, you didn't fall. Is it really an injury? Do we need to get help for it? I know I'm over 40. I think every day I wake up with a new ache or pain and some of those just go away right away. But my rule is two weeks. If you have felt the same pain for two weeks, you are not going to have it go away on its own or it's intensifying. 
So, you know, if you can remember the last time you woke up and you went down the steps and your knee hurt, that's an issue, okay? If you wake up and you go down the steps one time and your knee hurts and you never feel it again, great. That was just a one-off. But when you start to do activities or you start to do things and you're like, oh man, I remember my back's gonna hurt or I need to run my back under the hot water before I can move because it's really painful. Those types of things that you can, that type of pain that you remember the last time you had it, that's pain you really need to pay attention for. That's pain that's not going away on its own. That's the pain that gets compensated for. So you're compensating for the pain that you don't even know what's coming for. And how do you compensate? That's what your body figures out on its own. That's why you develop knots. It'll make you take maybe shorter stride lengths, things that you don't even realize you're doing. And that's the hard part because correcting that compensation is even harder because you're doing things that you don't even know you're doing. But it is very clever ways that your body uses to keep the pain at bay. So maybe it is that you take a little less pressure on that knee, or maybe you don't sit as long, or maybe, you know, are you somebody that moves around in your seat a lot at work? That's a compensation strategy. That's your back saying, ah, I hurt. So be aware of all of these different strategies that you have um, that are compensation strategies. The compensation strategy ends up in knots, all right? So it is these knots that you feel when you're rolling over them. And when people say, I quit foam rolling, it hurts too much, understandable, that's when you should come in. We do offer free consultations. All you have to do is call our office at 215-997-9898 and we'd be happy to give you one. But you know, if you're, if you're concerned that it may be a little bit something you need to deal with, but don't put the foam roller away and just say, I'm done. I, it, foam rolling's not for me, it's just too painful. That is a sign of something that's going to go wrong. And maybe it already is. Maybe you already have that hip pain or knee pain or back pain or wherever it may be. So if, you are, if you're experiencing pain and foam rolling is too painful and you stop foam rolling because it's too painful, you need to be in this office immediately because it is something that is only going to snowball and continue to get worse until you're not able to walk or go up and down steps. It will affect your everyday life significantly. How much time frame does it take? I don't know, sometimes days, weeks, months, but eventually it does interfere. And that's the time that I hear all of a sudden somebody just, you know, is flat on their back or can't move anymore or starts a race and can't finish it because the knee pain has just become too much. So don't ignore it. It is, it is a not, it is a compensation. It is something that you need to have worked out. It's not something to be ignored. Now going into um, where I kind of got the idea to do this from is um, of course Facebook where people seem to ask every question under the sun and I see 57 answers and the problem is is that most of those answers uh, as a medical professional I don't know if they're right or wrong you know I, I get a lot of I read a lot of these posts where people like I have knee pain running up the hill or I, I have pain knee pain going down the steps and I see everything from you know, uh, the, this type of brace or this type of taping and this, and you know, I look at it and I say, gosh, I am an expert in this field and I don't feel comfortable going on there and saying what to do. Because quite frankly, there's no real solution uh, just by a, hey, my brother had this knee pain too, you should do this, it's going to work. There's no one size fits all type of um, solution. Foam rolling is generally a really good place to start, but it's again, not a total and complete fix. So 
when you're on Facebook, when you're on the internet and you're Googling things, you're going to get a hundred different suggestions from relatively one of them, taping this, that, and the other thing. Don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't kill yourself. Don't waste a ton, ton of time and money into solutions because somebody has the same knee pain that you do. The same knee pain doesn't mean anything. That knee pain that hurts you going up the hill and hurts this person going up the hill can be caused from two different things. So be aware that it's important that you get things diagnosed as soon as you can. The quicker you get them diagnosed, the quicker you get them treated, the faster you're back out there. Most people say, oh, I avoid physical therapy. I avoid all that. I don't want surgery. I don't want to go in there for six months. Most of our patients come back within feeling pain within that two weeks because they know it's only going to take a handful of visits and you're back out there. But the longer you let things linger, the more compensation you will uh, develop, then the more joints that are evolved, the harder time we have to fix it, the more time we need, the more money you spend. It's this just snowball effect. So don't always put something out there on the internet. Don't always Google it. It's not always right. Um, and just be aware, this is a really good starting spot for any type of musculoskeletal pain um, to figure out exactly what's going on. But again, we do offer those free consultations. All you have to do is call our office at 215-997-9898 and we would be certainly happy to get you in and take care of you. So um, let me see, let me make sure I have all of things addressed. Oh, foam rolling before or after exercise. Very popular question. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Usually I recommend it more after, after the muscles have been warmed up, but if you are deciding whether you, need, you can foam roll, don't try and jam it in at the end if you have a couple extra minutes in the beginning. That's again, the nice thing about foam rolling. Stretching is way more effective when you have time to do the exercise and then stretch the muscle because it's warm. Foam rolling, while it's more effective afterwards, you can do it before, you can do it after, you can do it in the middle of the day, you can do it at night, it, it doesn't matter. There is no ideal specific time. Preferred time, sure, after you work out. But again, if you're sitting at your desk all day, hop up and do a minute of this. Hop up and do two minutes of this. Um, you know, I usually have, I recommend having like two of these. One at your work, one in the kitchen, where you find that you are having a minute here or there. It doesn't take a lot. I'm gonna run through everything really quickly on what you should be doing. Um, and once you get really good at it, you can reduce that 10 minutes by a lot because um, basically it's just maintenance from there. So not a really involved process at all, but you're going to keep your muscles nice and pliable and healthy. All right, let me make sure I addressed everything I wanted to do. Um, so another reason that foam rolling is great um, and what we deal with a lot here is people being told that they can't run. And that's why I know a lot of people don't get pain addressed is because they don't want to be told not to do things. Whether that's running, working out, crossfitting, I don't care. People don't want to be told not to do things. And they don't want to be told that it doesn't show up at x-ray or, or, or MRI. So rest assured that, that this little gadget here can help you get back to running and whatever else that you want to do. So it's not a case of you need to foam roll and nothing else. A lot of times, everything we treat here, you're basically still running and doing everything that you enjoy doing. Um, we're just incorporating some techniques, but this is a good place to start because it's, again, it's not something that you're going to need to stop and then foam roll and then, you know, go back to running. This is something you can do and should be doing every, every day you roll. So, or every day. So it's not a matter of this is taking the place of running, but it is a matter of this needs to be in, in, 
incorporate it into your routine, whether that's sedentary, running, CrossFit, I don't care. This needs to be incorporated. All right, so foam rolling versus stretching we talked about. Um, if you have any specific questions, put them in the comment section. We'll be sure to make sure that we answer them or you can reply back to the email if you're seeing this uh, via email. But we are gonna go through a foam rolling routine right now. So this is the routine that you really wanna make sure that you are doing every day. It's going to involve hitting all your body parts, all right? So I usually recommend starting right here on your glutes, all right? You wanna roll to your low back and then all the way back down to your butt. Again, you wanna make sure that this hits every part of your body. Now, I am in a smaller space and I'm trying to stay on camera. So I'm going to constantly be moving the foam roller. When you foam roll, you are going to move all up and down the room, okay? So the, I, don't mistake me staying in the same spot because that's what's going to happen for you. If you do it correctly, you will be moving up and down the room or you're just going to have to reset the roller like I do. So you're going to roll your glutes for starters. Then you're going to cross your left leg over and just nice and easy roll. Now, this is where you might start to feel some tender spots. So as you're rolling, you might feel a spot or two that doesn't feel as good as the rest of them. When you feel that spot, you want to stay on it just for a couple seconds and then come off of it. Don't spend five minutes on this spot trying to get it out. It's not effective and you're going to actually wind up hurting yourself. So you just really want to make sure you kind of spend a couple seconds on the spot and then roll again, nice and easy. All right, leaning towards the side that is crossed. Then you wanna to go to your hamstrings. So you're gonna start like this, and you're just gonna roll nice and easy. Now, because your hamstrings are such a big muscle, you may not feel anything when you roll. You might feel, eh, all right, it feels pretty good. If that's the case and you're on a spike roller, you wanna cross one leg over the other and then do it again. Now, if you're not on a spike roller, the hamstrings are really hard to foam roll because you don't have these ridges digging into the muscle. So if you are not, if you don't own a spike foam roller, this is one of the places you really want to do. Now, you want to make sure you get behind the knee because that's where the hamstrings come down and attach, and then you're going to go all the way up to your glutes, okay? Again, rolling nice and slow, and you want to make sure if you feel a tender spot that you stop and you try and get it out. Now, or I'm sorry, stop and do, try and, sorry, stop for five seconds and roll it. And then you're not gonna get it out, just do that for five seconds. Um, now, if you don't feel any tender spots, just roll it for about 30 seconds and move to the next, and next area. You don't have to spend a minute on every single body part. If you roll it out all the way up and all the way down, you're like, yeah, I don't feel anything, great then you can move on to the next body part. All right, you've basically just tenderized the muscle and now you move on. So now we're gonna go into the calf. All right, so again, you're gonna start from behind the knee. Now this, you can do a number of ways. You can push up. Now you may, or you will probably find that you're gonna get an ab and arm workout once you do this all consecutively. And you're just gonna go back and forth. Now, that's kind of a medium, as I would say. So if you can't tolerate that and you're on spiky, you're just gonna roll without lifting your butt off the ground. Nice and easy, okay? If you are like, eh, I did that, I don't feel anything, you're gonna cross your legs over one over the other and then pick, pick up and then roll. 
Again, for the calf, you're going to go all the way from the back of the knee down to the back of the, of the heel. All right? So getting that whole entire calf to the back of the calf. All right, so basically now the foam roller should have touched everything from the top of your hip all, all the way down to your shin on the back. Now we're going to go to the side. So you're going to flip over. Now this is one of the reasons that people quit foam rolling right here. This is the exercise that makes them quit foam rolling. What you're going to do is you're going to roll, cross one leg over. So you're going to target your IT band. This is the most painful muscle to foam roll if you've never foam rolled. So usually I recommend starting off with crossing this top leg over. You're going to push up on your hands and on this foot. So there's not a lot of pressure going on to your IT band. And then you're just going to walk nice and easy, stopping in any sort of tender spot for five seconds. Now a lot of people like to sit back and do it, and that's wrong because you're not hitting your IT band. Okay, so push up as much as you need to on your hands and on your foot to make that comfortable. Now, your IT band goes from your hip all the way down to your knee. So more tender needs tends to be here and up near your hip, but you want to make sure that you roll the entire thing. Now, if you're rolling and you have um, no problem doing that and it doesn't hurt, then you want to stack your legs, okay, and then roll. All right, that is generally where people quit foam rolling is that IT band. However, IT band is probably one of the biggest culprits in back pain, knee pain, and hip pain. So as much as it might hurt, it is telling you that there is something, if it's not already broken, it's going to break really, really soon. So important to foam roll that IT band. Again, all the way from the side of the knee all the way up to the hip. And then you're going to go down to the bottom part of your leg, all right, and you're just going to roll from your knee down to your ankle. Stopping if there's any tender spots, otherwise moving on, okay? And same thing on the other side. So again, this should have covered the entire side of your leg. If you haven't touched the entire side of your leg, go back and foam roll again. This will probably take you longer in the beginning to foam roll because you're going to be stopping every couple seconds just to get out some of those trigger points. Don't try and get out all the knots at once. So if, you roll, if you're rolling down that IT band, you're like, oh my gosh, oh, it hurts, it hurts. Just pick a couple of them. Stay on them for five or six seconds and then move on down the leg. Now we're gonna go to the front. So we're gonna roll out the quads, which are the muscles in the front of the leg. So you're gonna move and you're gonna go and just roll nice and easy. You're gonna come up onto your hip flexors, all right, which are the bones that jut out here, um, right below there are your hip flexors. And you just want to roll nice and easy. Again, if you're somebody who might be pregnant, you might want to avoid the hip flexors. But otherwise, just roll. And then you can come up onto your shins. And you can roll out your shins. Now, if it's too painful, you can take your one leg off and just roll your shin like this until you're able to handle your body weight on the foam roller. But it's important that you understand that you need to roll out your shin from here to here, and you need to roll out your quad from here all the way down. So that should cover the entire front of your leg. So now we've done the back, we've done the side, we've done the front, now we're gonna do the inside. So this one's a little bit more awkward. 
but you want to lay on your stomach and you want to take that foam roller and you just want to roll it over that inside of your knee. Again, you're going to go from your knee all the way to your hip, just nice and easy, making sure you go all the way up into the groin and back down and then on the inside of the leg. Also like that. All right, so now we've touched on the entire leg. Front, back, and side. Now we're gonna go on to the low and upper, upper back and low back. So you're gonna start here. You wanna have your hands for support so you're not, your low back's not unsupported. And you're gonna roll that low back and hip area. Then what you can do is you can change position you put your hands behind your head so your head has some support and you're just going to roll up to the shoulder blades and down again the foam roller does not go onto your neck but you're just going to roll all the way up here and back down nice and easy now the foam roller has touched your entire back this little guy all right, so once you've foam-rolled everything, this may be enough for a couple months, a year. You may not need anything, but as you get better, you're actually going to start to crave this. Like You're going to miss the days that you don't roll. Your body's going to feel stiffer. It's not going to feel as lubricated. So once you kind of, you'll never graduate completely from this, but there's going to be times like in your hamstring, in your glutes, um, if anybody has piriformis syndrome, this is a fantastic tool to have. So anytime you need a little bit deeper tissue work, like you feel enough but you just can't get to it on that, I recommend having this. This is a beastie ball. It is a little bit harder than a tennis ball. Um, actually, it's a lot harder than a tennis ball, but it also has these spikes. I know people use golf balls. They're okay. They have ridges. Um, I recommend this highly. Um, again, it's the spike aspect of it that gets into the tissues and breaks it up. So all you do is you just sit on, you pick that targeted area that you want to work a little bit more, and then you just sit on this. Now, this is very aggressive, so I don't recommend doing this for more than maybe a minute or two on each spot. And usually though, once you have graduated to this, you're more familiar with foam rolling, so you're able to do something a little bit more aggressive. Now, I will tell you that you are most likely going to bruise from foam rolling. If you use this right off the bat, you will most likely bruise. Um, you can bruise from a flatter roller, but this one definitely, and using this can cause bruising. That's completely normal. As your tissue gets used to it, you're gonna find that it's going to, be, to bruise less and less. So don't be alarmed if you get on the foam roller and you have bruises up and down your leg. That's not a reason to stop. It's just what happens when you start to really use and uh, break up that tissue. Um, so that way it's becoming less tight. All right, so that is the foam rolling uh, presentation. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, we offer free consultations. If you are rolling and things hurt or you're exercising and running and things hurt, you need to get it checked out. We offer free consultations. All you have to do is call our office at 215-997-9898 and we will get you in um, and make sure that you are able to do this correctly and you're able to do all the other things in your life that you enjoy without needing to stop.
Thanks for listening.